calling all veterans of North Idaho. Ready for some free food and great conversation? Mark your calendars for 0800 on September 17, 2022 to be at Lake City Church in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho for the CDA Rotary Club Veterans Breakfast. Enjoy pancakes, meet local veterans. Stay tuned for more information later in this podcast. Welcome to the Veterans Club Podcast, a production where veterans and community meet and thrive. We talk with veterans about their life and military service and to veterans organizations about their community service efforts. We've joined forces with the Baby Boomers Radio Network to help increase the reach of veterans and their heart for service. With your help sharing these episodes, we can reach more people and change more lives. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to our veterans for their service to country and community. So I'm sitting here with a friend of mine, Randy. Randy, tell me a little bit about your time in service. What branch did you serve in? What years were you in service? U.S. Air Force, 1967 to 1969. Those were a rough couple of years. Oh, they were, well, I was young. (laughs) Um, They were good. I enjoyed it. Uh, And and what did you do in the Air Force? uh, I was an aircraft instructor uh, at Chinoot Air Force Base. I taught aircraft maintenance to other kids my age and younger even. Wow. Now, what what prompted you to get into that field? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I took... um, I, I went to uh, Mount San Antonio College, which is JC, where I lived, and I took aircraft maintenance at, at, at uh, the JC. So I got, um, I learned how to work with wood because the, back then they were teaching um, small airplanes and uh, doing dope on the, on the body or the, what is it called? Uh, airframe and everything and and the airframes were wooden so if you had a spar that broke or whatever we we learned how to patch them glue them back together and test them and make them um air air worthy again so i got a i i had two years of that so i thought all right if i go into the air force what what better thing to do than to keep on doing so I did. Marvelous. Now, um, so 67, Vietnam is, is um, was, it, was it fully underway? Yeah, it was well, fully underway. It, well, yeah, I, 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 <clears throat> there was a draft. Uh, so to avoid the draft, you either had to be in college, uh, be, uh, I was going to say be married, but I don't think that. No, no that wouldn't be one of them. No, it, uh, be be in college or uh, or choose another branch of service other than the army because if you didn't the army would draft you and i didn't want to go into the army because i didn't like their food <laughs> so I, I joined the air force because again my background was with airplanes so, so how was the food was the food good <laughs> i joked with a buddy of mine yeah uh, the food was excellent <laughs> He's a retired Marine guy, uh, and we just we joke about the food. That he was over in Vietnam and ate those MREs, and he thought they were great. <laughs> I, I told him, 
no way you know the air force treats you well they did yeah I, well in the navy i always thought the navy food was was good uh the army food that i ate wasn't very good but i went to the school of music at norfolk navy base and i always thought the chow line was really good there so what um what was one of those memorable moments early in your military career where you kind of realized you're on your own you're an adult you're in the military what what was what was kind of a, a an experience that you had that gave you that realization that you weren't a child anymore well it was my first time away from home because i lived at home when i went to college <clears throat> And my parents were real good about that. They encouraged me. And, um, and, and since I was on my own and 1,800 miles away from them, I could do pretty much what I wanted to, to do. And, and they, with their blessing, I mean, we, we you know, sent letters back and forth and talked. But uh, they were supportive. So I enjoyed it. And so um, was there anything specific that – was kind of your knack in the military or something that that you what what in the military did you enjoy doing well i enjoyed my job of teaching aircraft maintenance uh, <clears throat> my school was a b-52 bomber my i should say my classroom was a b-52 bomber and uh, it was the actual zero zero one for the tail number it was the first production b-52 that was in the air force and um uh, I just, we crawled all over that airplane and we enjoyed doing it. And the, my class, uh, <clears throat> the way the, the classes were structured, they were, um, units of, of four weeks each. Um, and, um, I was in the fourth unit. So it was like seniors is what I had. And they, um, we, we did, we did things. We, we got on the airplane, we took it apart. I mean, took panels off, inspected it, did all the things that you would be doing as a aircraft maintenance guy. And they, they really enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed teaching them, working with them and, um, just had a lot of fun there. So let's talk about what your military experience gave you for, preparation to be an adult what what did you gain as a young man in the military that set you up for adulthood well you know the military is structured and uh, so i i learned the structure i i learned how to to um, go along and, and get along and everything and uh, <clears throat> and to not um, cause too much um, waves or whatever but um, it was, um, you know, when I got out of the service, I, I kind of did the same thing. I, I was, uh, uh, had a family. I had a couple of kids. I knew I had to earn money. So um, uh, I went, you know, I learned to do that. And I think I, I would say it just gave me the structure I needed. What would you, if you had an opportunity to talk to your younger self, now all these years later what would you tell him huh well um versus the military learning what i did in the military um just in general what for 
With regards to your military, yes. Well, um, I would say just just go out and you know, find something you like to do and do it and, and learn how to do it and uh, do it well and, and uh, get around other people that are like-minded that share the same sort of uh, things that you like and values that you have in life. And, uh, uh, well, in the military, of course, I had buddies. And we all were, you know, thought the same way pretty much. So, um, so we did a lot of things when I was in Chinoot. Uh, we goofed around. We played around. Uh, we we weren't reckless, but we we played. And uh, it was uh, again, it was first time from home. So there was a lot of things I I probably did that my parents would say no to. Nothing comes to mind right away, but I mean, just in general, you know. I'm still the kid, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was one of my um, most memorable aspects of the military. I I remember almost as if it was yesterday leaving uh, leaving for for duty station to, to, for checkout. Um, my recruiter picked me up, and the moment I was on the freeway, I knew I'm alone. I'm finally away from mom <laughs> and dad. I always wanted to be. I didn't. I I had wanted to leave home a year earlier. I was done living with mom and dad. I was ready for life to move on. And I thought I thought the military was so perfect because I, I I had a guaranteed income, a guaranteed place to stay, a guaranteed meal uh, yeah. three times a day. So I, you know I knew the basics were taken care of. All I had to do was just enjoy the opportunities that were presented to me. Just enjoy the moment, and, and I did. I enjoyed every single moment. Are you a veteran? Do you live in or around Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? Then mark your calendar for 0800 on September 17, 2022 for the CDA Rotary Veterans Breakfast. Enjoy a free pancake breakfast, meet other veterans, and build new relationships. Sponsored by the CDA Rotary Club, Super One Foods, Black Sheep Sporting Goods, Pilgrim's Market, Killer Burger, Angelo's Italian Restaurant, Triple B Guns in Coeur d'Alene, and Zenith Exhibit Studios. Each veteran in attendance is automatically entered in a free drawing to win great prizes from our sponsors. Please visit theveteransclub.org to RSVP for the Veterans Breakfast. If RSVP and VIA website is not your cup of tea, then please call me at 208-209-7170 and I can take your reservation over the phone. It's important we know how many veterans are going to be in attendance, so we order and prepare enough food for everyone. I look forward to meeting you on September 17th at Lake City Church off Ramsey. God bless and thank you for your service. Yeah, my dad uh, was in World War II. He was in the, um, trying to think, I guess it was the Army. Uh, he was a radio technician. He repaired radios in uh, North Africa. So... I, I suppose uh, he was glad that I get into the military, followed his shoes somewhat. Um, it was peacetime. Well, no, Vietnam wasn't peacetime, but I was never exposed to, uh, you know, any shooting or anything. Uh, I had to stay in the states, and I was in a classroom. So, but I think he, I think he was proud of the fact that I served, and uh, you know, if if I hadn't done that, if 
uh, I, you know, if there wasn't any draft, I don't know what I would have done. Really, I'm still at home. I I didn't. I had an AA degree. Uh, I could have gone into aircraft maintenance. I'm sure that's probably what I would have done. Anyway, with a with a a large airline or something like that in their maintenance department. But uh, I never got a chance to find that out. <laughs> now, if you had to do it all over again, would you join the military? Would you have done the same oh, thing? Oh, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> actually, uh, I yeah, I would. Uh, now that I, knowing what I know now, I'd tell anybody, yes, get into the get into some form of military because it's structured. They teach you what to do. Uh, they don't teach you how to think, but they teach you to learn something, follow something, and uh, accomplish things. Uh, when I was saying uh, I got into the military. Uh, Accidentally, I, I could have <clears throat> either had to be in school or uh, go go or go with another service or get drafted. I actually was ex uh, accepted to San Jose State for my uh, junior and senior year. My girlfriend at the time, she was a high school sweetheart, wanted to get married, and uh, <clears throat> There was there was no way I could have supported her because I didn't have a job, and so we agreed that I would join the service because, like you said, guaranteed income, guaranteed everything. And had we been married, we would have lived off base, probably got a stipend for being married, and uh, that was what I was going to do. That was our plan. So um, I have to tell you a story that goes with that. When I was uh, in basic training at Lackland Air Force Base. Um, the guys, uh, we'd get mail every day, you know, from girlfriends or family or whatever. And these poor guys, I'd you know, hear them, they'd be crying in the corner, just sobbing away. And I'd go over and say, what happened? And she said, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm stuck. <laughs> and and I, I have to admit, I, I was so assured <laughs> that I was good with my girlfriend, I uh, I you just weren't going to get a dear John letter. No, I was not going to get a dear John letter. I was so convinced of that. Well, actually, I did get a dear John letter at the end. So and and again, I was I was stuck in the Air Force at that time, but I decided to make the best of it, and uh, I did all right. You know, I I had a girlfriend before I left too, but it was actually my dad that told me. He said, you know, Eddie Paul, you're getting ready to venture out in a whole new world, you might not want to have those attachments. Uh, <laughs> you, there were some fringe benefits to not having those attachments, he said. And th there was only two times that my dad ever referenced the term fringe benefits as it related <laughs> to women, and that was the second time. So, if you were going to talk to a grandson and they were asking you, Grandpa, tell me about your, your time in the military. Um, what advice would you give that grandchild about their time in the service? Well, uh, one of the things I learned and it had to do with promotions. <clears throat> I learned to uh, take every class that was offered for, you know, whatever was offered for something you were in involved in, like I was involved in aircraft maintenance. So there are a lot of classes I took that involved equipment having to do with aircraft maintenance. I took every one I could. Uh, and um, which gave me um, more uh, education on, on the subject matter that I was in. 
And it allowed me to get promoted faster, I think, than other guys that didn't have that in their portfolio. So I would I'd tell anybody that goes into the military, if you're, um, <clears throat> if you're a Marine with a rifle, learn how to shoot it well, you know, become a marksman. If you're Army, probably do the same. Uh, but in Navy, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what, what you need to know in the Navy, but whatever, go to those schools and get it on your resume. I'm not sure the guys in the Navy know what they need to do in the Navy, but you know that's <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll catch hell for that. From but Navy uh, but anyway, yeah, I would I would say just just uh, further education is really what it is, <clears throat> and the education was good. Now I was an instructor teaching aircraft maintenance, but the other classes that I went to, there are instructors teaching those subject matters. It was a piece of equipment used for the airplane, um, uh, whatever it was. Uh, I remember spectrographic uh, analysis, oil analysis. I learned how to take a drop of oil, put it in a machine, and it would um, it would uh, spark it and, and burn it up, and uh, it would it would see all the various lights, and you could tell how much um, copper was in there, uh, how much aluminum was in it, and that we're in, talking about in the oil. And what it told you was if there was too much copper or whatever. It meant the bearings were wearing out, and it showed up in the oil. And the same with these other things. If none of those things showed up, it meant your sample, you, which you took from either an engine or whatever, it was still good. And um, we, uh, the Air Force uh, changed directions at the time I came in. <clears throat> Prior to me coming in, and um, that was in 67, the... The norm of the time was you took an airplane and you gave it so many hours, like private airplanes. After so many hours, you just tore it apart. And a lot of times what they found out is that with tearing a lot of this stuff apart and it was still good, they were doing more harm because of mistakes that these guys made, tearing it apart and putting it back together, than it was to leave it alone. And so the spectrographic oil analysis helped in doing that. And uh, so uh, they switched. They, we we learned that you didn't repair something until it was not broken, but you can when you see it was going to break or whatever. That's when you repaired it, and uh, that was a big difference back in that time. Now apply that to an automobile. You know your your family uh, automobile or your hot rod or whatever. Same sort of thing. Um, again, I would just tell any kid learn all you can. Excellent. So, as a senior citizen, not give, not to give away your age, but <laughs> as a senior citizen and a veteran, what um, what skills from your military have you brought to being a senior, and how has it either made your life easier or harder? Uh, well, bringing it from from uh, military. <clears throat> I would say just repairing things. I've, I've got a knack for fixing things, I guess. Maybe a knack's not the right word, but if something breaks, I, I would analyze it, decide what needs to be done, either buy a new part, repair it that way, or try to repair a broken part if I could. And um, I know a lot of guys nowadays, they, they don't have that at all. If, if a even if you dropped a plate and it broke into three pieces, they wouldn't know how to glue it back together. 
they just would they just shake their head and go buy another one. Right. And yeah. uh, I'd I'd try fixing it first. If I couldn't fix it, then I'd go buy another one. But uh, I've always had that ability to analyze what was wrong with it and figure out what to do about it to fix it. Now, if you had an opportunity to share some know, words of wisdom or just advice with other senior citizens who are veterans, um, what would that advice be? What, what would you share with them? Uh, I would say, um, you know, the way this country is going today, we need seniors that have had some military experience and so on. Um, be proactive. Get out there and, and you know see what's going on in the country. If you don't like it, get get involved in what's going on with it. Um, get out and vote, which I have to do today, and um, and keep up to date on on current affairs because this country needs that right now. It really needs everybody to keep up with the current affairs and then do something about it if you don't agree with what what's happening. Well, Randy, I sure appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Okay. I thank you, Ed. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed the episode, please click the subscribe button and get notified when new episodes are published. Please take a moment to share these episodes with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have something to share with the community, please email info at theveteransclub.org.